Welcome back to Life on the Vine with your hosts. I'm Dan. And I'm Jackson. And we have a special guest here today. Yes, we do. We're here joined by Steve Wilson, Director of Youth Ministry here at First Presbyterian Church. Steve, glad you're here. Me too. Thanks for having me. You know, Steve, you are the very first guest that we've ever had in the Hannah C. Howard Recording Studio. Wow, I am so honored. Hopefully I will not be the last because of the press. <laughs> yeah, that said. would. Uh, we're, we're hoping sorry. you're not the last. We're excited. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're excited. This is a whole new chapter in our podcast. And so this podcast, as hopefully you know by now, is called Life on the Vine. And we are exploring this topic of life in Christ, life uh, in the vine, who is Jesus Christ. And with that, what does it mean to live as part of the kingdom that Christ is bringing? And today we are tackling a fun subject that we're looking forward to. And the question which we're going to pose to Steve, and Steve, you can just kick us off, is as Christians, as those who are connected to the vine, does it matter what it is that we consume? Does it, does it matter what we take into our minds, hearts, eyes, ears? That's the question. Start us off. Well, I would say absolutely it does. Uh, I think of the scripture that says, everything is permissible, but not all things are beneficial. And we have freedom in Christ to do so many things that are permissible but not beneficial. They can have impacts on us that we don't recognize right away. And it's easy to think that what I'm watching, what I'm listening to is not impacting me. Uh, but the reality is it does impact us. We're told through Scripture in many different places what we should be focusing on, what we should be spending time thinking about or doing. And... I don't think that's given flippantly. I think it's important that we think about what we consume. We have such a huge selection of things that we can consume with uh, streaming services and uh, in music and videos and uh, movies that it's easy to select something that may not be classified as totally evil or debauchery, but it is still... Uh, subtler version of perversion or debauchery that is more palatable socially but harmful nonetheless so a lot in that you so yes it matters yes it matters that's that's exactly so absolutely and then you uh, took us to scripture and you heard a little bit in there about the things we consume can impact us negatively that's where you're kind of getting at the end in terms of these things that can impact our hearts negatively also maybe they could impact us positively uh so do you think are there things that are also neutral is is everything that we consume a positive or a negative or are there also neutral things um yeah i think that they're I think that there are neutral things, but I think 
just like the food that we consume, are empty calories that don't cause cancer still something I need to be filling my body with? Uh, if Is there not something I could better be spending my time doing than watching neutral videos on YouTube? We are given a short time here on this planet, and if we think about how we, how we spend our time, we need to be intentional about it. If we were to calculate how much time we spent on things that are neutral, things that are not beneficial but aren't necessarily destructive, why would we want to just throw that time away if there's no value to it? Huh. I. That's interesting to me because, um, well, one, I'm reminded very often uh, when I make the comment of, oh, well, this is healthy, you know, something that I'm eating. Jessica often says, that's not healthy. It's not bad for you, but it's not healthy. <laughs> and that kind of makes me think of the, the neutral that you're talking about. So what you're saying is that there's something that there are some things that we consume that are actually bad for us. Okay. There's, there's, it's not good for us. And then there are some things that are just, they may not be good for us. They may not be bad for us, but why waste our time on them? If they're neither good nor bad, uh, is that essentially not just bad because it's a time waster? We we are yeah. not doing something productive or good with this time. Yeah. So I guess there is maybe there is no neutral now that you put it that way. I mean, if we're supposed to be following Jesus, do we have to turn 180 degrees away from him to be thwarted? Can we just sit by the side of the road in our spiritual walk and say, I'll catch up later. I'm going to stay here in, in neutral and uh, consume things that don't really pull me away from you, but don't draw me any closer to you either. Is that not in and of itself a negative? Is that what you're saying? No, I mean, that's kind of what I was asking. Yeah, it makes me think of the analogy of being in a river in a boat and you're headed towards the cliffs and you can paddle towards the cliffs, which is going to ultimately quicken your demise. You can paddle against the current. Or you can just sit in your boat and not paddle. Current will take care but of the, it. the current's still <laughs> taking you. And I wonder if that's maybe part of that neutral that you're talking about, too. It's not. Well, and that's an analogy that I've heard about the spiritual life a lot. That you can think, I'm not doing anything wrong. But if you're not growing, then you're dying. And I think that we we pick things that are not helping us grow, that are not drawing us closer to Christ and think it doesn't matter because there's no apparent negative aspect to it. There's nothing destructive about it blatantly when in reality the current's taking us and we're so, at the mercy of that. Okay. So, <clears throat> Go ahead, Dan. Well, so this, I mean, all sorts of maybe more specific questions are coming into my mind and and maybe we can start with I don't know. We want to start with the, with this this neutral territory that we're in, or or move to more explicitly what is harmful to us. But you know, my mind goes to is there. It feels like there's a lot of things in life, like I don't know, sports or. I don't know. That's that's the first thing that came to my mind. There's a lot of things. I can only think of one of them. But there's a lot of things that 
seem to, they have nothing to do with Jesus explicitly. They have nothing to do with faith explicitly. And so are those in that neutral category or can those be in, can those specific things be in a different category based on how you're doing them, why you're doing them, what that look, I mean, are those, so I guess this is getting specific, but are, um, are those different things that we can do in life? I don't know, shopping or watching a movie or spending, playing a board game with friends, doing D and D, you know, are those things, do they have the potential to be good or bad or neutral? So I'm not yeah, saying how do, this very how well. Yeah, how, how do we begin fall to into think? one of those categories? Yeah. How do we determine which category this particular thing is? Because we've been talking about bad. Okay, maybe we can put, like, substance abuse and drug use and, like, I don't know, whatever it is that we want to quantify as bad into that category. But then when we get into kind of the the neutral and good, how do we kind of sift through that and know – is what I'm spending my time on and may not be directly tied to my faith walk, but is does that mean that it's bad? Well, <clears throat> there are, I, I believe there are things that are just blatantly bad. Like you said, drug use, uh, pornography is bad. Yeah. You, you, there's just things, lashing out in violence is bad. So there's not an aspect of that that's, well, you know, if I'm doing this in the name of Jesus, then it's okay, right? Yeah. No. Uh, but I think it all comes down to where our heart is. Are we honoring God in the way that we're playing sports? Are we glorifying him in the way we interact with the people that we're hanging out with, regardless of where we're hanging out or what we're doing? Uh, is Christ present there with us? Not that we have to open every hangout session with a word of prayer and close with a hymn, but just the reality that God is present in in me. And am I going to leave him in the car when I go to hang out with my friends, or can he come with me and be moving and working in and through me? Sometimes it may seem like there's no visible difference in a conversation because we sat there, we hung out, and I didn't mention Jesus one time. Uh, but that's that's not the only determiner of whether something is good or bad. It is how has Christ shaped us through that interaction? How has Christ uh, moved in us and through us in that interaction so that he redeems it for what he considers to be good, not whether we say, oh, that was great because I, I mentioned my faith consistently or uh, I brought up church four times. That's not the determiner of whether something is being used for God's glory or not. God is the determiner of that. Which brings me to my favorite chapter in the whole Bible, which is John 15. It is about abiding in Christ. And we can abide in Christ in pretty much anything that we do that is not blatantly against his will. If we know this is not pleasing to me, you know that this is a part of your brokenness and you need to turn from that but in every other aspect of our lives that he has not said, that's not for you. We have the opportunity to abide in him in doing those things, regardless of how Christian-y it may seem on the surface. If, if I am playing soccer to the best of my ability, showing good sportsmanship, and not leaving Christ in the car or on the bench when I'm out there competing— that's glorifying to him. That is 
a redeemed time, a redeemed experience that draws me closer to him, period. I feel attacked, Steve. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe I need to focus more on Christ when I talk. No, no, no. Wait, <laughs> I just say that. had some bad experiences with I, soccer. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell the story again. Um, but I remember it was in college um, that I was playing on an intramural team. It was a co-ed intramural team. We were playing soccer. And I can't even remember what I did or I said something to somebody. And I don't know, anybody that's played – um, sports at a competitive level or even just not at a competitive level, you want to do your best and you want to get whatever edge you can get. And um, oftentimes those edges for me were psychological. I'm going to get in your head and knock you off of your game. And so that's going to give me an edge. I had a tendency to say some pretty horrible, they would fall in the definitely bad category of things, not neutral. Um, and I remember um, – there was a guy on our team, uh, and I said something to somebody, and he was like, looked at me, Jackson, really? You're really? And he was like, he doesn't mean that. Sorry about that. And then after the game, he just kind of, I was like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have said that. And he's like, yeah, that's just like not a great way to be reflecting Christ to people. And I was, it seems so obvious to me now, but up until that point in my life, I mean, I was probably 20. 21 up until that point is like as soon as I crossed the line onto the soccer field onto the pitch it was like I was in this bubble of just soccer so everything goes and like I leave Jesus behind in the car so that's why I feel personally attacked because you were drawing <laughs> from my personal experience well I think I'm speaking to all of humanity yeah. because I think that's the tendency for us to compartmentalize that oh yeah well God's with me when I'm singing hymns and when I'm on retreat or mission trips but when i'm walking through the halls of school or when i'm talking to my buddies in the locker room or you know taking a girl out on a date god yeah he's somewhere i'm good and we don't think about how he is with us we don't want to think about that because to think oh yeah jesus is sitting in this car with me and this attractive young lady that's kind of creepy and i don't really want my behavior modified by that so we don't think about that we don't want to think that that impacts the way we are or that abiding with him is necessary all the time so sorry but you're in good company <laughs> well i think getting thinking about what we consume and what we take into us because we've been talking about kind of situations and, and such but that god is with us while we're watching netflix or disney plus or Whatever it is, Hulu, scrolling God is through Instagram. Yeah, God is with us while we're scrolling through Reddit or Instagram. God is with us when we're listening to music. God is with us in all of those moments when we are when we're consuming. So, so. I have a question for you guys. I'm interrupting. That's that. fine. But like, so you you're kind of naming off all these different things that we consume on a daily basis, or you know, fairly frequently especially in media, different kind of media that we, we consume. I wonder if there is a, just in your experience, is there a particular type of media or genre of, of uh, movie or show, or is there something that maybe Holy Spirit has convicted you, like, oh, I need to stay away from that, or 
is it something that you've learned to like be able to take the good and the bad together and process it or what's your kind of advice on that how do i you know because i mean i'm one i love comedy i love comedy i love comedy movies and um you know I, i we were just having a conversation in um in the office and uh, somebody was recommending a movie to me and they felt the need to say oh well you know it is rated r like i've never seen a rated r movie in my life you know um so i enjoy that kind of stuff so uh, what is it for for you guys how do you guys process that is there something that you've had to stay away from because of how what it kind of brings up inside of you Let's sift through that one. Well, I um, I know that there is an inconsistency in me personally in the way I evaluate what I can and cannot or should and should not watch. I can watch anything, right, because I'm an adult. and But I have – and there's, there's a spectrum of all things. You know, if we're, we're talking about uh, – raunchy humor or if we're talking about sexual content we're talking about horror or violence there's a spectrum and I as I was raising my kids I recognized that I have a weird double standard about different things like that so I would not let my kids watch um, movies that had a lot of profanity or sex in it but I had a different threshold for violence. Uh, if it were a war movie, it didn't matter that people were being shot and killed and suffering. It was a war movie. It's like, oh, it's historical. Not that you know people never had sex in history, so we shouldn't be watching sex. I mean, it's weird that that's okay with me. And I think most of that is based on my own personal threshold because I'm typically not naturally a violent person. I do not – I am not inclined to violence, so I'm not – watching violent movies and thinking, oh, that resonates with me. That looks cool or empowering. Whereas that's not the case in other spectrums. You know, sexual material does not just go away at the end of the movie. It rattles around in my brain, and I have to deal with that. Uh, profanity, it, it, in a different way than sexual content, uh, it kind of haunts me in a way that I, I, I think – and it's not healthy. Uh, scary movies are something that I decided a long time ago. I don't need to watch any of those because it's so impacted the way I walked to my car at night after a movie. And I, I didn't see any reason or any benefit beyond the being scared in the moment of the movie that justified me consuming that and having it stay with me. So I guess it's the things that stay with us. Mm-hmm that we need to be wary of because and i'm not i'm not saying my standard is right that oh all violence is good and i think that different people have different struggles and i think that that is why it's important to abide in christ this is not my call on what's acceptable this is not me saying my my standards are universal it is ideally becoming more sensitive to the promptings of the Holy Spirit because I know violent movies aren't good uh, even though I don't have that particular um, sensitivity to them so 
So Steve, Steve repeat the question. <laughs> <laughs> so Steve, I, I, cause I'm resonating with what you're talking about for me. Violence is something that I have allowed myself to, to watch to a far greater extent. Cause I don't, I leave a violent movie and it stays on the screen it, it really does. I don't, I don't have that doesn't well up in my heart of, oh, I want to go out and do this to someone. But sexual content in particular or visual images, that stays with me. You know, I, I, can, I can remember things that I've seen at a very, very young age of various sorts. And that's just me. But, you know, those visual images or the, that sexual content is something that I've had to be way more alert to. And I had a question. I had, I had a question here somewhere, but oh, where was I going with this? Yeah, Jackson. That's the oh, signal. That's, that's the signal. <laughs> Hi, Jackson. Sorry. Hello. <laughs> out. So what I what I was thinking as you were talking is beyond some of the violence, even sexual content. Thinking about the way in which what we consume shapes our hearts, shapes our loves, shapes our view of God, shapes our view of reality. And I think that's another thing. So I was thinking Star Wars and I actually saw on Facebook some folks having a conversation about the the, the magic, quote unquote, of, of Star Wars. And that was a show, TV, movies, I guess it was just movies when I was young, that we were not able to watch until we were able to understand the religion of Star Wars. So before we watched the first movie, we sat down with my dad and he talked to us about Eastern religion and the yin and the yang and um, the, the force and, and sort of Buddhism, Hinduism, some of those, the, the ideas of Star Wars that are religious ideas. And fundamentally, I think the, the magic, quote unquote, of Star Wars is religion, it's not magic. And so, but that is something that can shape you. You know, that that can impact you in a way that could, I think, lead you from or away from God as well. What we consume in terms of ideas and what shows present about family life and what shows present about, you know, parents and roles and the way we respond to different situations. And I think that's that's another maybe area that we don't think of as much in terms of what are we consuming, what ideas are we consuming what ideas are becoming normative to us because of what we're watching or listening to? I, so that's that's a statement, not a question. <laughs> I I really had a question when I began, but I I agree one hundred percent, and I think that there is a maturity level that makes some content consumable. Um, but I'm not sure that even. So are we talking, when you say maturity level, are we talking actual physical, mental I'm, maturity or spiritual maturity? I what? have always loved The Simpsons. Oh, I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons. Neither were my kids. I, uh. I, I was introduced to The Simpsons when I was in my 20s when they first came out on the Tracy Ullman show. And before we ever had kids, we watched The Simpsons faithfully because I just thought it was so clever and so well written. And as soon as we had kids and they started watching TV, we stopped watching The Simpsons because they were too immature to recognize what satire was, that that's not how you treat somebody. That's a joke. It's it's really, really funny, but that's not how you would treat somebody or that's not that's not an accurate perception of what 
that person is or and and when my kids grew up they were allowed to watch the simpsons because they could recognize satire does that make the simpsons a positive am i abiding in christ and watching homer choke bart mm, you know it's really probably not no and i i i recognize that and i don't watch the simpsons anymore not because i don't appreciate them i just have better things to do with my time so um but i do think that there comes there are some things that you're never going to mature out of i can remember having a conversation with my grandfather who was in the night in his 90s and he had cable television in his, in his room and he was flipping through the channels and he came across a program with a very uh buxom young lady on it and he just kept flipping and he muttered i don't have the energy for that anymore and i don't know that someday i won't have the energy for that but i know that sexual content still impacts me and that's something that i'm Every time I think, oh, yeah, I've grown out of that. Uh, that's not really God reminds me. No, you still need to rely on me. So I, I think that there are some things that are just always going to be an issue with us that we need to be vigilant about. I think that some people have different uh, zones of discomfort. I don't want to watch horror movies, but I know people who just love that. They enjoy that feeling of being scared. But I have noticed an odd correlation between people who enjoy watching horror movies who also struggle with anxiety. And I don't know that if it's a, if it's a process that they like going through because they think, ooh, now I know what to do if somebody's chasing me with a chainsaw. And that's their way of coping. I don't know. But I, I think that... If we're anxious about our grades or our social circumstances or our whatever we might be anxious about, watching things that are incredibly anxious to elicit that emotion in you, I don't think that's healthy. I don't think that that's equipping you to deal with life better. I think it's actually doing the opposite. Yeah, I'm I'm one of one mind with you with horror. I remember being at. at um, at camp when I was younger and somebody wanted to do the like um, uh, what is it where you're, you're in the dark bathroom in the mirror and you spin around and you say someone's name Rosemary or whatever oh, her yeah, name at, is at midnight and yeah, yeah. they step out of the mirror supposedly and, yeah. yeah and uh, so we were doing that and our camp counselor was like what are you doing? And we're like, someone's like, oh, I saw it in a horror movie and blah, 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 blah. And like, this is just fun. It's not real and blah, blah, blah. And he was like very explicitly, no, the supernatural and some of this horror stuff, when it, you get into that, not like suspense thrillers or like slasher movies or something like that, which I think is a different category, but this like spiritual exorcist horror, horror movie, like that stuff is real. And I think that we, you know, as Christians, believe that that stuff is real. I mean, that's very biblical. Mm -hmm. And so why are we opening that door to the <laughs> to the Dabbling. scary and the, the evil and the things that we are supposed to stay away from? And I remember one time we did a lock-in here at the church. And so uh, one of the coolest things to do is, um, is go – up in the bell tower and then on the way down from the bell tower we went into the sanctuary and 
there were a bunch of kids who were like, oh, this is so scary. I'm like, you're in a sanctuary. Why is this scary? And they're like, well, I saw it in this movie one time. And then there was like this demon and all, like, all this stuff. And, and it's like, you, the enemy has now taken literally the sanctuary, yeah. the safe place, and has made it scary because of something that you have consumed. Mm-hmm. And you're not even 13 years old yet. So uh, something is wrong. Something is right. off in in the message that they're getting about this particular space. And that's through what they have consumed. So I just think that horror movies are completely I, – and I – Again, this is Jackson, the one who makes very dramatic, radical statements. Um, I think that horror movies are directly against biblical principles, and it is it sows the seed of fear, and we are no longer slaves to fear. We are not supposed to live in that, so why would we ever go back to that well? That makes zero sense to me. Anyway, uh, I'll remove the so soapbox. <laughs> so... What I would love to talk more about is like, what are those other things like that? So horror movies, mm-hmm. and I think that's an obvious one. Like you go to a horror movie to be terrified, and we know enough about the Bible and about what Jesus comes to bring. He's the Prince of Peace, so that maybe goes directly against. But what about again, sort of movies, shows that paint a picture of the good life that goes directly against kingdom living or the movies that teach us to value and want things and desire things that go directly against what Christ might call us to as Christians. How do we, how do we deal with those? Well, so I think you're getting into something that is very similar, but also different. And I think, uh, because that's kind of like, we're, we're now excluding, the bad we're kind of coming out of the bad and now we're we're jumping into the things that could kind of be neutral and good and culture's message in both of those things and those get kind of mixed up and we're even throwing distraction in there right so i think that that's a great place for us to launch for next episode what do you think that sounds great yeah so i won't remember what i want to say right now next episode (laughs) steve make yourself some notes that's That's a pen and paper for me (laughs) So um, I just want to say thanks to you, Steve, Yeah, thank thanks you for so being much, our first gift. You'll have to uh, sign our guest book. <laughs> I'd be happy to. Maybe get an autographed picture and we can put you <laughs> no, up in the Hannah C. Howard Studios. <laughs> note to self, get guest book. Get, yeah. yeah. And pictures of guests so they can – would that be creepy to have pictures of all no, of our guests? No, that'd be great. Okay. I'll we can do that. They that. can sign it and we <laughs> yeah. can hang it up. That'd yeah. be cool. Excellent. Be right. Like a deli. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like a deli. We need our first dollar here. Yeah, we can have our frequent frequent flyers. You know, people who come. Yeah, they can get it stamped. Yeah, I don't know what you get after five episodes, but <laughs> a hug. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks again, Steve. Yeah, my um, pleasure. Thanks, Dan. Always great having conversation with you. Always a pleasure, Jackson. Thanks to all our listeners. Yes, you guys are not the reason we do this, but we're glad that you listen. Um, but yeah, until until next episode, you guys have yourselves a great week. And remember to continue living life on the vine. That's probably the best sign-off that we've had yet. <laughs> might have been the first like, actual sign-off. <laughs> <I've ever had. laughs> okay, I'm going to pause. 20 minutes is not nearly enough time. Oh my gosh, you say that and then it's like, oh, I'm ready to go.